0: All right. Hello, everyone. This is Francesca and this is episode 13 of my podcast. Let me take you on a psychology adventure. And this episode will be intense. We're talking about how to heal your relationship with your parents. So this is a very deep topic and it was very triggering for me to even write this podcast. So you might get triggered. So prepare yourself to have an open mind. So first of all, healing your relationship to your parents is a process that lasts longer than other processes, because this is what happened your whole life and that primed your childhood and primed you as an adult. So it's a long process. Don't expect you to listen to this podcast and be healed completely. So prepare yourself, get some patience and start working on yourself like this. And you have to work on it every time you still get triggered from your parents. And for example, a lot of of people, after they move out, they still go to family meetings, Christmas, and they still get triggered. That is a sign that you haven't healed yet. We get triggered by our parents because we take on all the qualities that we love and all the flaws that we hate in them. So many people say that they don't want to be like their parents. But trying to run away from this makes them exactly like their parents. And they usually realize this when they're older and they already have children. And, you know, someone may say to you, oh, you act exactly like your mother. And for many of us, this is the worst insult that we can get. Because at some point we realize, and of course, it's normal to be like our parents because we grew up with them. This is what we learned. As children, we're sponges. We don't make the difference between good and bad. So we take, on, we take in all the information that we get from them. So first, notice what you dislike the most about your parents and accept that you are in many ways like your parents. Yes, you are also arrogant or narcissistic in some ways like your mother or verbally aggressive like your dad. For instance, I had a client that hated, absolutely hated how aggressive her father was, like verbally. And she said that she wasn't like that at all, that she, all her life she tried not to be aggressive. She always hated this quality in her father. She was the most kind and calm person with other people. So I asked her, how are you with yourself, though? How is that inner voice inside your head? She replied immediately, very aggressive. So she realized she was aggressive with the most important person in her life, herself. And this is normal because we take on the voice that our parents or caregivers had with us when we were children. And we use it with ourselves. It becomes our inner voice It's normal, for example, if you had a mother that constantly criticized you, that you as an adult criticize yourself or criticize others, maybe your children. So whenever you hear a non-loving, maybe aggressive or mean voice, just say, shut up, mom, shut up, dad. I'm lovable just the way I am and I am allowed to make mistakes. Tell this to yourself because... Realize that this is your parents' voice. It's not your own voice. You have to start becoming your own loving parents to yourself. If you're still dependent on them in any way, even financially, and this is really important, or emotionally, you cannot surpass the child role where you, they still influence or even control your life you know, many people, they're still financially dependent. Many women, I've seen a lot of women, I've had a lot of clients that even though they were 30 or 40, they were still dependent financially. This will never allow you to surpass the child's role. So becoming financially independent makes you emotionally independent as well. So this is the most basic step that you need to take if you aren't already financially independent. So the second step is becoming independent by being your own parents, being the mother or the father that you never had, being your own center of security. We all have an inner child that lives inside of us, and the child doesn't have emotional resources, but the adult does. And this child usually gets stuck at the age at which a big trauma happened. If your parents got divorced or it can even be like a smaller trauma that you experienced very intensely. Like maybe your mother forgot to pick you up from kindergarten when you were six. And you thought that she was never going to come back because as a child, you don't realize that. And you thought that now you're alone and your life is in danger. So, you felt that feeling of your life being in danger. You now might have exactly the same emotional reaction when someone leaves your life as an adult. Because, as I said, we have that inner child. So, that's why when you see two parents, two adults fighting, they look like children when they're fighting. Or you may feel like you're going to die when someone leaves you, even though that's not the case anymore. Yes, as a child, when your parents left you, your life was actually in danger because you needed their care, their protection. And we as adults, we still have those feelings, but it's actually not the adult in us that feels those. It's our inner child. It's that inner child that comes up in those moments and takes over us emotionally, So you have to be aware of when you are the adult and when you are being the child. Just take a break when you're suffering, when you feel those intense emotions of anxiety, of suffering, of whatever it is, and ask yourself, am I the adult now or am I the child? And when you notice that your inner child comes up, take them in your arms as an adult and take care of them. Nurture them. Give them everything that you would have wanted to receive from your parents, like being understood, being loved, being appreciated, seen, heard. Listen to what that child needs. Maybe they need to play or maybe they just want you to stay with their feelings without doing anything. You can visualize your inner child's Talking to you or you can journal or write them a letter. So it depends on whatever method you prefer. I personally really love visualizations. A lot of times our parents don't have the emotional intelligence to handle our emotions as children. They don't know how to handle uncomfortable emotions like suffering or crying. So they try to distract us or find solutions when in reality All we need in those moments is for them to just stay with us in our suffering and nurture us. So this is what you need to do with yourself, what you need to become for yourself. When you're suffering, instead of blaming yourself and making yourself feel worse, that you're weak or that you're not performing, instead, let yourself leave That suffering, experience that suffering. Be there for yourself. Let it consume until there is nothing left to feel. Our emotions get stuck in our body and in our subconscious mind when we don't let them be expressed. Have you seen a baby crying and being completely outrageous for 10 minutes and then they start laughing all of a sudden like nothing happened? This is what we would feel and what would happen to us as well if we, would let, if we would let our emotions come out without fearing them. Trust yourself that you can feel the pain, that you can handle the pain. And it's normal to feel pain. You're a human being. We're not always supposed to be happy and joyful and excited. Yes, we feel uncomfortable emotions as well. Trust yourself that you can feel that. Biologically, we can't feel only one emotion because our body needs diversity. So it's literally impossible for you to cry for more than about 15 minutes. After that, your body needs to change its state. The, person, the reason why you see people crying for more time is because they don't actually let themselves suffer. You know, people that are depressed or people that suffer for longer periods of time is because they don't actually let themselves suffer. They suppress their emotions. They suffer for like a minute or two minutes maximum, and then they start manning up or they try to be strong. When they're actually very weak and suppressing these emotions makes them even weaker because emotions need to be expressed. Otherwise, they stay inside of you until you express them. It's like trying to push a ball full of air underwater. At some point, your hands get tired and the ball comes out and hits your face. Stop running away from the pain. Let yourself leave it. And trust me, it will be consumed. It will go away. Just like a little baby. The third step after you started becoming your own parent is to realize that your parents are still children and that they will never change. I, I know that this is hurtful, this is frustrating, but they will never change. We all have this fantasy that maybe at some point our parents will change and they will become the kind of parents we wished for, that they will realize that they were wrong and ask us for forgiveness. You can give up that fantasy because it will never happen. Consider just how hard it is to change yourself and you will understand that it is impossible to change someone that doesn't even want to be changed or doesn't even see something wrong with what they're doing. We humans, we need to believe that we are good and keep this identity in order to feel good about ourselves and to be sane. No one thinks that they're evil, so this is why they always justify their actions with a good intention that makes sense maybe only to them. Everything we do is out of a good intention, even the bad things. We do them to protect ourselves, and even if the method that we found or use is extremely unproductive or unethical, it's still us doing our best with what we have it's still out of a good intention your parents aren't this emotionally mature fully developed wise beings they're still children in many ways remember when i said that we get emotionally stuck at the age at which a big trauma happened your parents are the same they're not this mature beings they're children And you should understand that your mom is still a little girl that was hurt and acts from that place. And your dad is still a little boy that learns certain mechanisms to protect himself. When you see your parents in this way, you stop expecting them to act differently. You stop expecting them to change or understand or even love you even though it's really painful when we don't receive that from them. They're human beings and they're extremely flawed, but they're doing their best. We always do the best with what we have, with the resources that we have. And maybe they don't have resources. This doesn't mean, though, that what they did to you is okay, or that you deserved the way that they treated you. But now, as an adult, it's your job to start healing and start treating yourself right. You have a lot of power to change the meaning behind what happened to you, to see how it was necessary in your development, because everything happens for a reason. And you had to go through those experiences in order to learn something and become the person that you are today, or the person you will be in the future. Maybe now you don't make sense of the experience, but you'll make sense of it in five years. Personally, I thought that my parents' divorce and the problems that I had with my step-parents were a tragedy at that time. I couldn't see anything good in the whole situation, trust me. But that was the reason why I went into psychology why I started healing and I started helping others as well. If I didn't have those problems, now I wouldn't have had the resources to help other people to heal. I wouldn't have had the career that I do now, the whole TikTok, podcast, Instagram, the social media thing that I'm doing. None of this would have happened. So now it makes a lot of sense why I had to, grow, to go through all of that. And you will see with everything in your life how things connect and why those things had to happen. Think about an experience that you had, maybe like a breakup, that made you maybe more independent or taught you to appreciate your current partner or taught you what you want or what you don't want in a partner. If you wouldn't have had that experience, you wouldn't have had the resources that you have right now. So that experience was extremely important. All right, now back to your parents. There are many techniques that you can use to work on the traumas that your parents caused you. And I recommend doing this with a therapist or a life coach. And it's important to say that different things, different techniques work with different people. For instance, you can use EFT tapping or EMDR for traumatic experiences, visualization processes, inner child work, shadow works, and so on. There are hundreds of techniques. Just because you forgive your parents or heal your relationship with your parents, it doesn't mean that the thing that they did in the past doesn't still affect you. You still have a lot of work to do on yourself. But now it is your responsibility, now you are the adult, and you need to take care of yourself. And I know for some people it can be difficult, because even though they don't realize they like to be in this victim role, because they're getting a lot from that, they get a lot from blaming their parents and not taking responsibility. It's easier to blame someone else and say that you're a good person or, you know, what happened to you was unfair. And yes, it was unfair. But as an adult, if you're over the age of 18, it is your responsibility right now. And playing the victim, being the victim role, even though it might feel more comfortable is actually not allowing you to evolve, to grow, to actually heal yourself and become a mature adult. Once you start becoming independent from your parents, when you start giving yourself what you need and stop expecting your parents to change, you can move on to the next step. So think what kind of relationship you want to have with your parents. And what you want to get out of it. The goal for most people is to have a good relationship, of course, with their parents. Learn to play different roles in your life. Just like an actor. Learn to be flexible. This is in your advantage. You don't always have to be 100% yourself. It's extremely useful to be flexible and play different roles in your life. For example, a lot of people get stuck in the role they play in their career and they may bring that role into their um, husband or father or friend role. For instance, a military officer may get so stuck in his role that he treats his family the same way he treats his soldiers instead of going into the father or husband role and This affects his family or even destroys his family. You know, I've heard of some, I have heard of a story of a military guy that uh, was so stuck in this role that he used to wake up his family at 5 a.m. to do exercise with them. And he treated them exactly like he would treat his soldiers. So of course his wife got a divorce in a few years because this doesn't work. You need to learn to be flexible with the roles you're in. Or a therapist can get stuck in the role of being a therapist, uh, for her friends or her husband, even though that is not the place to be a therapist and to give solutions. Sometimes, you know, you just need to be a friend and just listen or to your husband. They, he doesn't need your solutions. He doesn't need you to be in that role. He needs you to be his wife, maybe. Or a businesswoman can be extremely imposing and logical at work, or a man, whoever it is, but she needs to change her role when she comes back. Because staying in the same role with her husband will ruin her marriage. Instead, She'll be way happier if she can enter a softer, maybe sexier energy with her husband or a more nurturing energy with her children. We're extremely complex beings and we have more archetypes inside of us. We have the mother archetype or the father, the warrior, the mistress, the king, the queen, the magician, and so on. Getting stuck in one role or one archetype is not productive for you and will make your life very boring and dull. So applying this concept with your parents, see what role you need to play in order to have a good relationship with them. But be careful because I wouldn't recommend doing this for someone that has been submissive and constantly changing or, you know, is a people pleaser that has constantly been changing for their parents, uh, trying to please them or doesn't really have a personality because of them. So if you feel like your parents dominated you and weren't able, you weren't able to develop your personality because of that it would be more productive for you to rebel against your parents at this stage. So the first step for you is to gain your power back. Otherwise, I'll talk about this in a minute, but otherwise, try to understand what your parents actually need. Sometimes it may be as simple as coming home and helping them clean the house or letting them give you a piece of advice. For instance, my mom loves to do that. You don't need to actually listen to that piece of advi- advice. But some people just love to give advice and it makes them feel important, you know, to, for you to listen and appreciate your, their advice. Of course, know your boundaries and don't do something that makes you not put yourself on the first place. Only do the things that your parents, um, with this, with your parents, when you feel full, when you have something to offer, when your cup is full, you need to always pay attention to how you feel and put yourself first, because you can't help anyone else if you don't help yourself first. You already know this. You don't, you can't love someone else if you don't love yourself You need to put yourself on the first place. That's really important. Another tip that I have, if you hold a lot of resentment towards your parents, is to confront them. And this will be painful, and this will be extremely intense, but this will help you gain your power back. Tell them everything that has been on your mind, and that maybe you wanted to tell them, but you never did. Confronting your old demons. If you have never done this before, it can be extremely empowering. And if you feel like there is still a lot of resentment towards them, speaking your mind, confronting them, especially if you've been in a submissive role your whole life, it's really good to take your power back. But be careful to do this in an ethical way for you and your parents. See if it's an appropriate context for you, okay? Because it can cause very intense emotional reactions on both sides. You know, you can frame it as something like, look mom, or look dad, I need to tell you something, I need you to to just listen to me. I have a client that did this recently, She never spoke her mind to her parents, and she had a lot of resentment inside of her, especially towards her dad that left her. And it was a very traumatic thing for her, and she never actually talked to him or told him all these things. And she didn't even care about her father's reaction. It helped her just to talk, just to confront him, just to confront her old demons. So see if you need to do this. It may not apply to everyone. If you don't feel ready, though, to do this, you can also write them a letter and then burn it. Or something that works extremely well is to pretend that your therapist or a very close friend of yours is one of your parents and to tell them whatever you want to tell your parents. So I remember I did this as a se- at a seminar. I pretended that one of the participants I don't remember. It was either my mom or my dad. And I told them everything that I wanted to tell them. Because, of course, you know, to my mom, I couldn't have said the same things so bluntly, so directly. But because it is a stranger, I didn't really care about hurting their feelings or anything else. And that was the exercise. So, you know, your mind doesn't really make the difference between reality and imagination, so it's exactly it has exactly the same effect. If you imagine that that person is your mom or your dad and you're talking and you're expressing everything that you wanted to tell to them or even write them a letter, it will be as effective as if you would talk directly to your parents. So see what works for you and if this is important or appropriate for you. The most important takeaway from this podcast, though, is to learn to become your own parents and be the mother or the father that you never had. And yes, you can do this. Trust me, therapists, life coaches, they wouldn't exist if this wasn't possible. So you can heal, you can evolve, treat yourself how you would have wanted your mom to treat you, for instance. Um, And you can realize what you need by realizing what you need from other people, like your partner. This is a really good example. Like if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband, whatever you have, and you ask them to love you, to listen to you, to be like this or like that, you know, our relationships, our romantic relationships um, are extremely related to the relationships we had with our parents. So if you find yourself being with maybe an emotionally unavailable partner, the chances are that your parents were emotionally unavailable with you. So, you know, we choose the same patterns and I talk in other episodes more about this. But see what you need from your partner and then give that to yourself. If you want them to love you, find ways to love yourself. To take care of yourself. For instance, there is a great book that you can read. It's called The Five Love Languages. It's by Carrie Chapman, where you find your love language. For some people, it's physical touch. For some people, it's words of affirmation. For some people, it's services. So find your what is your love language, and then see how can I pl- apply this love language to myself, and you know, it's very easy to find because it's usually what you crave and ask from your partner or from other people. If you need your partner to give you quality time, spend some quality time with yourself, not necessarily doing something. You can just be there with yourself and leave your emotions, as I said previously in this podcast. All right. So this was it. This was today's podcast. If you have any questions, any comments, any propositions for, or opinions or what you want me to talk about in my next podcast, please suggest them. I'm open. If not, you can also DM me on Instagram. I always like to listen to your guys, to your guys' advice and do my episodes according to you and what your needs are. So I'll hang on a bit in case any of you have any questions. All right. If there are no questions, if you have suggestions, as I said, just DM me. And I wish you all a really beautiful day. And be patient. This is not a short process. This takes time. And but trust me, it always gets better. So just be patient with yourself. Okay, love you all. Have a good day. Bye. Hey? Hello? Okay, I thought I had a color, but. All right. Okay, guys, thank you. Bye.